Hi, welcome back to Tell Me About Your Job, the show where we learn the ins and outs of different professions straight from the professionals themselves. If you've ever wondered what different jobs are actually like, then you're in great company. Whether you're looking for a career change or just figuring out a college major, then this is the show for you. Hi, welcome to the show. As always, I'm your host, Josh Nasser. Today, I'm speaking with Rhett Thomas, a registered nurse out of Gainesville, Florida. Rhett, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. How are you, Josh? I'm doing great. Thanks for agreeing to come on the show. Absolutely. Excited to talk about my role as a nurse. Awesome. Well, let's jump right into it. Tell me about your job. Yeah, so for about four years now, I've been working here uh, in Gainesville at U of Health Shands Hospital, and, and I work in the pediatric cardiac ICU kind of a a specialized area of nursing and working with children and then more specifically working with children that have primarily congenital heart defects. I don't actually even know that word. What is a congenital heart defect? The word congenital just simply means um, something that was present at birth. Mm. So for me, um, or, or I should say for the unit that I work on, we see patients that have mostly congenital heart defects. There's different, there's a whole long list of um, different defects that can show up and not properly develop during during utero. Mm-hmm. But then we also see some um, children that have acquired heart disease, which is, uh, that can be different things that come about that were not present at birth. So just kind of distinguishing between congenital and acquired heart disease. Oh, okay. Okay. So you said you've been doing that for about four years now? Yeah, coming up on four years this year. Okay. Now, how did you actually get started with that? How did you know you wanted to go into nursing and maybe more specifically work on the unit that you're on now? So I knew I wanted to do nursing from about about halfway through high school, like probably 10th or 11th grade. Oh, wow. Um, I came came into college as a nursing major, never, um, never changed majors, didn't really have any other considerations really, which is, which was nice. I always kind of had, had my eyes set on one thing and I knew with knowing nursing, I also knew that I always wanted to do pediatrics. I definitely didn't know that I always wanted to work in the ICU or mm-hmm. work with cardiac patients. That kind of came that kind that came later, closer to graduation. I have a history of quite a few family members that are nurses, and so okay. I was pretty well exposed to it growing up. Three of my four grandparents were nurses at some point in their oh, wow. life, and uh, I have a sister that's a nurse, and a couple aunts and uncles. So. Um, definitely was well exposed to kind of what a nurse does in different ways mm-hmm. as I was young growing up. And then the pediatric side of it really is um, sort of inspired by one of my best friends from childhood. He had leukemia as a kid um, mm-hmm. when we were when we were pretty young through elementary school. And he was old enough, kind of on the edge of being old enough, young enough to have memory of it. But he was yeah. old enough to at least remember how much it meant whenever he had a nurse when he was getting his chemo regimens done of, um, you know, Hey, this nurse really wants to be here, really wants to take care of children in their most vulnerable times. Or uh, this nurse is just kind of here to just simply do their job and and come and go. And he kind of articulated that to me as we got older and we would kind of talk back on his couple years of having cancer. And so that always kind of stuck with me as to why I wanted to work with, work in the pediatric population. Yeah. So it sounds like you definitely have kind of a long running personal connection with nursing, whether through your family or or through that friend. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely did. 
there was always um, just a draw for me and, and just a sim- simply a high interest in working in the healthcare field and things that are health related have always kind of interested me. Yeah, that's really cool. Kind of walk me through what an average day for you looks like working at the hospital. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I actually still work night shift, which oh. some people think is crazy. I'm one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, some people think it's crazy. Some people think it's fun. Most people that work night shift think it's fun, and that's why they keep doing it. Um, <laughs> but um, so I work night shift. A lot of hospitals nowadays, which is important for people to know, the majority of nurses that work in an inpatient unit in a hospital work 12-hour shifts. Mm. It's better for funding, and it's also better for patient care when there's less handoffs of the caregivers or the nurses. Yeah, okay. Um, years ago, decades ago, it was it was primarily three eight-hour shifts around the clock to staff a whole day. Um, but in the last like 10 to 20 years, hospitals really moved towards just doing two 12-hour shifts. So there's day shift and night shift. And so at my hospital, that's 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. or 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. I work the 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. <laughs> so that's 12 hours. So they're longer than most people's work days. But the perk is it's only three nights a week. Oh, okay. Three 12-hour shifts is full time. And um, you get your days off when most people are still going to work five days a week. Oh, yeah. There's pro- there's pros and cons. Um, obviously, the con for me and working night shift is you got to kind of flip your sleep schedule back and forth several times. But you get paid more on nights, so that might be a draw to some people listening in. <laughs> <laughs> I would say like an average shift for me is you, you know, get to work. Whoever the charge nurse is, every shift there's a charge nurse who's just is still someone who is a registered nurse like you. They don't necessarily have any more schooling or more credentialing. They're just someone who's likely been on the unit longer. They have more experience, um, that kind of thing. Okay. And so the charge nurse will come in right at shift change, hand out to all the nurses your assignments, and then you go and obtain report from the day shift nurse. So you have to get report or handoff. Basically, you're getting report on your patient or patient's And so working in the ICU on my unit, which this is something that's very different between different units, but on my unit, we have anywhere from just one patient up to maybe three patients, but primarily it's one or two patients. Okay. And that's all strictly determined by the patient's acuity level, aka how how sick they are, how how busy they are from a nursing Mm. care standpoint, that kind of thing. Um, There's certain things that kind of determine whether they would be a one-to-one nurse patient ratio or they can be part of a two patient assignment so Mm -hmm. um so you get report that probably takes anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes then uh, so by 7 30 you know the day shift nurse is leaving and you kind of start getting your night organized and as the bedside nurse um, you're primarily in charge of giving medications and tracking and charting vital signs and kind of noticing trends in vital signs you know, a whole lot of other responsibilities that kind of go on as the shift goes on. You're in charge of, depending on the patient's age, in charge of, you know, bathing them, getting a daily weight on the patient. If there's any types of procedures that need to be done with the physicians, then you're sort of, you have a role in those things of helping them get mm-hmm. set up and those ty- all those types of things. So our, our unit is largely driven by surgery. I don't know the exact percentage, but a high percentage of the children that have these congenital heart defects, it's not always something that is just managed with medicine. Um, it has to be fixed surgically. And so 
just about every day, Monday through Friday, at least one patient, if not maybe two, are having surgery done, whatever that surgery is, to correct the anatomy of their heart. A lot of times those are the those are the sickest kids for, you know, maybe a two to three day period are the ones that are fresh out of surgery. Yeah. That's kind of what a shift looks like is you're giving meds periodically throughout the shift as they're scheduled. You're charting a lot. You're you're monitoring a lot of vital signs. You might be a part of some bedside procedures. One thing that differentiates the ICU from like a medical surgical floor is you also have a lot of like continuous medicines that we call drips. And so it's still technically administering medications, but you're just like you're titrating those dosages up and down based on how the patient presents. You might have a medicine that lowers a patient's blood pressure and that's continuously infusing into their IV. Um, and if their blood pressure gets low, then you're going to go down on that medicine to make sure they're getting less of it mm. so that their blood pressure doesn't get too low. Or if their blood pressure gets high, then you would go, go in the room and increase that medication. It's a lot of just close monitoring and kind of trending the patient, how the patient looks and different signs of how the patient's recovering from surgery. Yeah, so it definitely sounds like um, it's a lot of just very closely working with the patient and for the patient, which sounds definitely really cool, but also pretty difficult in my opinion. It has its difficult moments for sure. What would you say is maybe one of the hardest things about your job? For me, it's not hard to answer. The, the most difficult thing about the job is whenever you do have patients that just don't do well. They either don't recover from a surgery very well, or maybe they don't even make it to surgery and they're their heart is quote unquote, you know, too sick to even handle a surgery. And so I would say the, the hardest part is seeing just how how quickly someone can deteriorate with a bad heart. Yeah. You kind of you kind of really see how how important obviously that one organ is to the function of the whole body. Um, because mm-hmm. uh, if the heart isn't adequately pumping blood out to meet the demands of the body, then very quickly all other organs in the body can fail. So that's, in short, the, the most difficult part is, is seeing kids struggle and seeing kids, you know, ultimately die is, is hard. And, and I would say to go along with that, the hardest part in, in that is honestly seeing family and the parents kind of have to go through that and um, mm. just try and do your very best to come alongside them and offer them as much support and care as we can and make sure that they know and make sure that we as a medical team and a healthcare team have done everything possible to give their kid, you know, every chance at life. Yeah. I feel like that must be a very hard balance of having such strong feelings um, for this, for this sick child or, or whoever it is that you're taking care of, but then also um, being able to detach from those enough to still provide the care and the and the support for the family as well that you need to without kind of losing yourself in that yeah absolutely there's definitely a degree of attachment that can come with working in this type of population and one thing that only makes that more difficult is the unit i work on has a pretty long length of stay compared to a lot of places in the hospital and so we have kids that are maybe waiting on a heart transplant and they'll wait for months um like, you know, five, six, seven, eight months is not all that uncommon for some of our patients to uh, wait in the hospital and they can't really wait at home because they're too unstable. So they have to be on a certain medication or they have to be on a certain device to wait till they get a call for a new heart. And so those are the kids that you, you certainly 
kind of develop a connection to and become attached to. You learn about them, you learn about their families, and and um, those can be sometimes the most difficult ones that, when they don't do well, those are the ones that really hit home and and are the hardest to swallow. Yeah, yeah, I can't even imagine. Flipping it around, what's maybe one of your favorite things about this job? My favorite thing about the job is which. Might sound cliche, might sound like everyone in pediatrics is going to say this, but it's just being around the kids. I mean, the way I see it is that nobody wants a child to go through and it's no way for a child to grow up because some of them are actually like, it feels like they're growing up in the hospital because they're there for so long. Mm, Yeah. But at the same time, it's not something that we can control. Um, It's not something that anybody, you know, wished on them, but you know, it's, it's, it's how things happen sometimes and things don't always develop properly. And that's just the matter of the fact is that, you know, congenital heart disease is a thing and people, it is going to happen and people are, people are sick. But my approach to that is how can I just as one nurse on the unit, how can I be there each shift that I work and, and try and just make it as enjoyable and as, as positive as possible for the kids, the kids that are old enough that are, you know, maybe, elementary school age or they're at least you know two or three years old and older my goal is always like you know what can what can I do to help them feel like a kid even though they're in the hospital how can I make this anything remotely close to home and have fun in the hospital room even though they may not feel well or they may not have much energy how can we sort of regulate that or normalize that for them another really big part of it for me is just trying to connect with the families Mm -hmm. yeah Obviously, the biggest, the most important thing to families is their support system outside the hospital of family and friends and people from their community to come alongside them and support them during that time. Because ultimately, you know, until they get to know me, I'm still just a stranger who's who's taking mm. care of their child. But, <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. Which, which can be which can be a difficult aspect of it of working in pediatrics because it, it's not easy to trust someone with your child. Um, oh, of course. But just trying to be as authentic and genuine as possible with these parents and be honest with them about how well their child is doing or the opposite of that, of how how sick their child is. Um, mm-hmm. But just being honest and answering their questions, letting them know that, hey, I'm here to do whatever I can to help you have a good experience, help your child have a good experience. And ultimately, the end goal is, is discharge and to get you guys home and living life as you should be able to. Yeah. And then, I guess, to go along with that, the other big aspect of the job that I enjoy is just the nursing care and in the, in the medicine side of it, of really understanding the complexities of the heart and some of the surgeries that we perform on our unit are really, really intricate and they're, they're mind blowing to be honest of how the surgeon can operate on something the size of a strawberry and, uh, and allow it to, you know, go from being whatever the defect was to, to being like a normal anatomy of a heart to where it's going to meet the demands of the body and allow this child to grow and not have issues with oxygenation and all those types of things. So, Yeah, no, that's really cool. How involved would you say that you are actually with those surgeries? My job doesn't really overlap with surgery per se, but some patients will, they're maybe in the ICU before surgery or what we would call pre-op or pre-operatively. Okay. And then they go down to the OR for surgery. And then all of them come back up to the ICU after surgery or, or post-operatively. So like a term that we throw around a lot is we'll refer to that patient who just had surgery that day as the post-op. 
Mm. How's how's the post op doing? You know, did the post op have a good night? Those types of things. And that's just like a medical jargon word, I guess, or code name for talking about specifically the patient that had surgery. Okay. Yeah. Um, of how they're doing. But my overlap with surgery is pretty minimal. I mean, essentially nothing. I don't go into the OR. I'm not a part of the surgery. It's it's separate. It's kind of like they leave the unit or they were never on the unit before surgery and they they were someone who was stable at home but still needed surgery. So they come into the hospital the morning of surgery and they go to the OR first, have surgery, and then they come upstairs to the ICU. Mm. There are nurses that work down in the OR, but that's just not the role that I work in. I work in the ICU where we see them after surgery. Yeah, that makes sense. What's something that surprised you about your job? Like what's something that you do or don't do that you expected the opposite? So there's some shifts where I, I work in the, the role of the chargers. Working in that role kind of opened your eyes to how efficient uh, a hospital has to function. You know, we mm-hmm. have a limited number of beds and sometimes not a limited number of patients. If the patients show up in the ED and they need treatment, you have to find a way to make it work. And so kind of, you know, moving patients around sometimes and moving patients from one room to another or moving a patient from the ICU downstairs to the floor to admit a different patient. Um, Basically, I guess the way to answer this is being so involved in the logistics of hospital function is something that I didn't really ever expect to be so involved in. But, um, yeah, but I found that that's on, on certain shifts, specifically the ones, whenever I'm the charge nurse, um, you learn a lot about how, how a hospital rotates patients in and out of beds and how, um, how a hospital staffs an entire hospital and all the different units and those types of things. So, not so much the patient care side of things. Those things, I think I can say I, I expected when I started the job to do what I do for the most part. Mm-hmm. But the things that I really never expected or didn't know anything about were kind of like the behind the scenes type stuff. Yeah, it never would have crossed my mind that nurses were that involved with that. That's really cool. So, Rhett, I know that currently you're in grad school um, looking to further your education in nursing. So can you speak a little bit to the education um, necessary to become a nurse and what you're going to gain by getting this extra uh, graduate degree? So to become a registered nurse, there's two levels of degrees. You can get an associate's degree in nursing or you can get a bachelor's of science in nursing. So an ASN or a BSN degree. I got my bachelor's degree from UF, as you know, from our time here in Gainesville together. Go Gators. Go Gators. Yeah. So yeah, to be to be an RN, you can you can do it at the associate's level or the bachelor's level. There's lots of programs state by state. I guess what I'm saying is I don't think the country as a whole lacks nursing programs. There's lots of them mm-hmm. and a lot of a lot of really good ones. Either of those allow you to become an RN. You take the national board, which is called the, the NCLEX exam. And once you pass that and have the degree, you're ready to start working. So then there's a master's degree you can get in nursing, or there's even a doctorate degree you can get in nursing. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that's actually what I'm in school for is um, what's called a DNP degree, which is a, a doctorate of nursing. The master's and doctorate degrees are a little bit more specialized. So you're getting a degree that is going to push you more so in one specific direction or area of nursing than an associate's or a bachelor's degree might have. For example, in my DNP program, my specific track is pediatric acute care. But as an RN, I could easily still go and work as an RN on an adult unit. 
with the degree that I have right now as a BSN, I could apply for any RN position, okay. anything outside of a hospital setting. You know, I could be a home health nurse if I wanted to, or I could work in an emergency room, or um, I could work in an outpatient clinic um, where people just go for, for doctor's appointments and go and leave that same day. But when you go and obtain a master's or a doctorate degree in nursing, you're really going for something more specific, a more specific job title that you'll be applying for. By and large, people are becoming nurse practitioners with those degrees. That's not to say that you can't still be an RN with those degrees, because you can. You can practice as an RN with an advanced degree. But most people are going back to graduate school specifically to take a, a step up in their role and their responsibility, and that's becoming a nurse practitioner. Okay. Um, right. What are some qualities that you think would make somebody well-suited for a job in nursing? A lot of people have, you know, attributes that um, are important to being nurses. And certainly there is um, nurses of all different personalities and demeanors and approaches to it. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of different ways that it can work. But I think ultimately you can't be a nurse if you don't ultimately care about like caring for people has to be important to you. And I would even go as far as to say is, you know, enjoying being around people has to be important to you. Um, Mm -hmm. Because ultimately, as a nurse, it comes ahead of understanding how the body works. It comes ahead of understanding how medicine, different medications work, all that kind of stuff. What comes first is your patient and understanding that you are taking care of a patient, you're taking care of someone's life, and it's up to you how much that matters to you. But I think, you know, I can very confidently say for me that that matters a lot. And I take a lot of a lot of pride in that. And I think it's a I think it's a huge honor to kind of enter into someone's life who is pretty much at their most vulnerable state. I mean, most people when they're hospitalized, they're not obviously something is wrong. So they feel vulnerable. They know that they need nursing care for some reason, because something, whatever the disease process is in their body, something needs attention, needs fixing, needs palliation, those types of things. But Mm -hmm. I think ultimately caring and wanting to be around people has to matter to you. Um, I think there's a lot of other things though. I think you have to be someone who can critically think and can put pieces of a puzzle together and you have to be pretty observational of being able to notice trends, kind of pick up on certain behaviors of your patient to, to properly sort of care for them and, and treat them. I mean, just as an example, you have a four-year-old toddler patient and they're just losing their mind and going absolutely nuts. And whatever the reason might be, they might just, you know, this isn't their normal routine. They're used to being at home. They don't want to be in the hospital. Yeah. Whatever that entails, you have a a toddler who's going ballistic. You're not going to go in the patient room and do anything that's going to make it more difficult on them. You're going to have to go in there and take some approaches that kind of brings them back down a little bit and sort of levels them out to to have any chance of taking good care of them. Yeah, yeah. I would say those are some of the the key points is caring for people, being kind, being respectful, and, and understanding that you're being exposed to um, a lot of people's low points in life and Mm -hmm. um, being able to treat people with dignity. And a lot of people, they don't want to be seen how they're seen as a patient. Um, But the bottom line is there's no getting around that. Um, They are 
they are a patient, they do need medical attention for something and just trying to be reassuring as their nurse of like, hey, like I don't I don't judge you. I don't have any preconceived notions of you. I'm just here to do everything I can to take really good care of you, to offer you high quality care and, and make you comfortable. Yeah. I would say that question is specific to where I work, but it mm-hmm. but it can probably be it can probably be stretched across the board to any type of nursing. Yeah, of course. Now, I know a a big thing people look for when they're when they're deciding on a career is um, the financial aspect of it, right? Is how much they can sure. make in a particular job. So, how would you describe the financial aspect of nursing? So, for me, that was something that you know I felt like it was pretty pretty fair, pretty reasonable. Hospital by hospital, you're going to see that there is some variability in the field, mm-hmm. but for the most part, all of nursing is is paid on an hourly rate or an hourly wage. Okay. And so that's kind of an important distinguishing factor between hourly and salary positions. I started out making, I think, twenty three seventy five an hour. And then, okay. you know, you get your pay raises. And that's probably by institution. Where I work at Shands, your first year there, you get a pay increase twice. And then every every year after that, the rate at which you kind of increase is pretty reasonable. Like, I've only been there four years. And I now make about $29 an hour. Okay. The huge thing about nursing is in a lot of areas, there's a shortage. Units are sometimes short-staffed. And so as long as people are allowed to work overtime, people will work overtime to allow those nurse-patient ratios to be a little bit lower. And so where I work, there's really a, a really good opportunity for picking up overtime. Like it's not uncommon for me to work four shifts in a week sometimes to make that extra 12 hours of, of money. Once you start working into those overtime hours, you're starting to get paid time and a half. So it's not bad. I would say, I think the average nurse probably makes, I think, between fifteen and $60,000. Wow, that's really helpful. I definitely didn't know that it was hourly for one. And with all those opportunities for overtime, it sounds like, you know, it's a good base, but then can get out of it what you put into it if, if you're really looking for that. Absolutely. So something that I've heard in the past is that there's definitely kind of a shortage of male nurses. As a male nurse, um, <laughs> can you speak to that, what it's like um, to work in a field like that? In the unit I work on, the Peds Cardiac ICU, we have about roughly 90 nurses. Um, mm-hmm. There is, I think, eight or nine of us guys. So oh, wow. roughly one-tenth. Now, that's that's probably not the average on across the board. If, if you walk across the street at the hospital I work at and you walk into the adult cardiac ICU, it's probably closer to a third of mm-hmm. their nurses are, are males. So there's certain things as to where you're going to maybe see more men or you're not going to see a whole lot of. Certainly the pediatrics world is not a place where you see a whole lot of guys working. Yeah. For me, um, it doesn't bother me. I knew that I knew that I wanted to work where I worked and the ratio of my coworkers gender laid zero part into that. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but there's no doubt I work around a lot of women. I have no issue with it. I, I think it's a lot of fun working around my female colleagues, I guess is the sophisticated way to say that. <laughs> I mean, there are some parts of the job that make it a little bit more interesting. Like if I have a 16-year-old female patient, there's not a whole lot I'm doing inside the room by myself. And there's certainly a lot of things I'm going to grab a female nurse who's close by to either help me out with or just do those types of mm-hmm. things. Like like I said, it really doesn't bother me and um, it doesn't change a whole lot about the job. All right. I've got one more question for you, Rhett. If you were to be speaking to a high schooler or a college student who thought that they wanted to go into nursing potentially, um, what would you recommend as maybe some next steps that they could take to kind of start them down that path? 
Yeah, that's uh, a good question. I would say certainly kind of do your due diligence on it. You know, study, just take some time kind of searching the internet, reading some things about about the career, about the things that matter most to you. We talked a little bit about what you get paid, to, like the financials or the salary of it today. Read different people's experiences, maybe even get your hand on a book that is specific to the career where maybe they talk about it objectively and they just talk about the career as far as what's involved. Or maybe it's more of like a, a narrative book about nursing and people are writing stories like with actual anecdotes and their experiences of nursing and more of like the emotional side of it. When I was in nursing school, I read a book that was called The Shift, but it was a it was a really good book that I enjoyed that was kind of specifically about this nurse had written it about, you know, all the different challenges and all the different um, high points and low points of her day of working in a hospital and how it can be emotionally taxing, physically taxing at times, all those types of things. But I would say yeah, just start with kind of doing a bird's eye view and looking over the whole career as a whole and seeing if that's something that interests you. I think you have to be able to answer the question, does the human body in general interest me? There's always the the joke that goes like, if you can't handle the bodily fluids, then you might not want to be a nurse. <laughs> and I, I've told people before, trust me, that's not the worst part of the job is seeing someone have to throw up or seeing blood or seeing their poop. Um, there's far worse things about the job and but I guess to a degree, yes, you have to be able to handle those things. Otherwise, <laughs> then, then even those small, minuscule parts of the job, I guess, are going to be more miserable to you than they are to someone that it really doesn't bother. So you probably want to ask yourself that question of does health in general, does the human body interest me? Do I want to help people kind of go from being in a state of need to healing to you know recovering from a surgery or recovering from whatever their disease is medically and helping them kind of get back to their normal lifestyle routine. And then, yeah, just start by looking into nursing programs and whether you want to stay local to where you live and programs that are in-state. All of the nursing programs, whether it's an ASN or a BSN degree, are two years. And a lot of them actually are 18 months. But if you take the route of going to like a state university like I did, then you would still have two years of just like undergraduate courses. And that's even before you're into the nursing program. But then a lot of people that go the ASN route, you go and just get your AA and then you can go into the ASN nursing program. I hope that answers it well, but I would just say spend some time just determining, is this something that even sounds remotely interesting to me? And I would be willing to bet if it sounds even a little bit interesting before knowing a whole lot about it, then the more you were to learn about the profession, you would only become more interested and something there is going to perk your interest because the beauty of it is you might only like one organ of the body, like maybe the brain is really interesting to you and understanding how strokes work. So maybe you would just want to work in, you want to go into nursing, but you want to specifically take care of neuro patients and people that have suffered some sort of injuries to the brain, or maybe the heart's really, really interesting to you, like it is for me. Um, and so you want to go and you want, you want to work with cardiac patients. So you don't have to love, you don't have to love everything to commit to nursing and then you can find yourself a job within a specific field that you really feel confidently that you're going to like. And I think, too, that goes without saying, and I, I maybe haven't mentioned it enough, is that the, the avenues or the routes of nursing are endless. You can work inpatient. And when I say inpatient, that just means in a hospital or in some facility that has patients staying overnight. That's pretty much the only thing that inpatient means. Mm-hmm. Outpatient is... Hey, you show up for something and you go right back home that same day. 
Yeah. So you can work inpatient in any sort of setting, which might include working in the emergency room, which might include working in an ICU at some point, or you might work on a med surge floor. And then you can work outside of the hospital setting where maybe you do home health nursing. My mother-in-law is a home health nurse and our two jobs probably could not be much different than they are. <laughs> Drastically different. Two, two complete ends of the spectrum in nursing, yet we're still both RNs, both with bachelor degrees who work very different roles, very different responsibilities. She drives around. She might drive between three or four counties in a day mm-hmm. and see six to eight patients in a day as opposed to 12-hour shifts in a hospital on one floor caring for just one or two patients. Yeah. But the degree to their sickness and what is wrong with them are just night and day. I just want to stress that is that the opportunities are, are really unlimited in nursing. And it's hard to say that once you finish nursing school, you can't find something that really kind of suits you or that interests you. It's a, it's a really rewarding job to have. I can definitely say I love what I do. And there's a lot of days it doesn't feel like work. It it feels like an honor and a privilege. That's really encouraging. Thank you so much, Rhett, for agreeing to come on the show today. You dropped a lot of information that I didn't know and that I think would be really helpful to somebody um, looking to get into nursing. Awesome. I appreciate it, Josh. And thanks for letting me come on and just tell a little bit about the field. And um, I hope this is really helpful to somebody because certainly there's no doubt that picking a profession or a job is is a big part in life. Mm -hmm. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, Rhett. Thanks so much for listening to the show. If there's a particular job you'd like to hear about or you'd like to come on the show yourself, send an email to info at tellmeaboutyourjobpodcast.com. That's info at tellmeaboutyourjobpodcast.com. And as always, catch you guys later.